Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. So, do you want marketing made simple? Shopify removes the guesswork with built-in tools that help you create, execute, and analyze all your online marketing campaigns. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com income now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com income. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, I'm Jesse McAnally. And I am Andrew DeWolf. And welcome to Musicals with Cheese, a podcast where I try to get Andrew to like musical theater. And Andrew, we have an extra super special guest. Ooh, a super special guest. That's even more special than they usually are, I think. Yeah, extra super special. They add legitimacy to us. Um, oh, we, legitimacy. We need that. It, yeah, yeah. We're the most <laughs> legitimate podcast in the world. Andrew, please join me in welcoming the co-founder of Broadway at Work, former longtime editor-in-chief of Playbill.com, and the host and reporter of the Burnt, the show on Broadway Podcast Network that is about the show that set Broadway ablaze. It is uh, Blake Ross. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> you did it, Blake! Okay, we're having some mic issues now. Oh my goodness, Blake. It's a ghost of Rebecca haunting my microphone. <laughs> oh my gosh, she tied it in. She tied what? it in. Keep it in, Bree. <laughs> you gotta, gotta add some ooky spooky noises underneath it, too. <laughs> Rebecca! <laughs> you know what? That's a great cue. This week, we are talking about Rebecca Das Musical. Cue the music, Brie. Rebecca, 
Rebecca Das Musical is a musical with music by Sylvester LeVay and lyrics by Michael Coons and a book by Michael Coons. It is based on Rebecca by Daphne de, Daphne de Maurier, um, which you might also know as the one that wrote the Book of the Birds, um, another Hitchcock favorite. It premiered on September 28, 2006 at the Raymond Theater in Vienna, Austria, where it ran for three years. Subsequent productions have been mounted in Finland, Korea, Japan, and elsewhere, but notably not on Broadway. We'll get into that a little bit later. Um, the plot, which adheres closely to the original novel, revolves around a wealthy Maximum de Winter, his naive new wife named I, and Mrs. Danvers, the manipulative housekeeper of de Winter's Cornish estate, Manderley. Miss Danvers resents the new wife's intrusion and persuades the new wife that she is unworthy uh, to be the replacement of Rebecca, the former wife that tragically died. A lot of shit goes down, and it's it's a <laughs> it's mess. It's a wild one. It is a wild <laughs> one. So, we're having you on, Blake, because right now you have a very long, in-depth podcast story called Burnt about the entire history of Rebecca, including its tumultuous, like attempt to get on Broadway, which failed horribly. <laughs> yes. Well, we... yeah, well, no, I was going to say the best part about it is that really the musical, which is so over the top and dramatic and airs on ridiculous, but we'll get into it, is the very least of the entire story. Mm -hmm. um, we don't really want to get into that because we don't want to be replacement value for Burnt. Burnt is its own thing. But if you could give me the, like less than one minute description of the the legal issues for Andrew and the audience, like as short as you can. Let's do it. So it, very basically, it centers around this man named Ben Sprecher. He is this sort of big wig in the 80s and 90s off Broadway scene. And he becomes a man obsessed with a musical, Rebecca. And he just takes any measures that he possibly could to get it to Broadway, including falling into business with this absolute crook, mini Madoff style guy. There's a fake death. There's sabotage by one of his own employees. There's multiple perp walks involved. There's jail time. There's my own finding people in jail and getting the jail, you know, you have a call from, which was very exciting for me because <laughs> I love true crime. Um, and it all ends up where everybody gets burnt. Nobody gets unscathed in this entire story of trying. And it's what makes it so great is it the fact that it's all about bringing a musical to Broadway, which is like silly and ridiculous and like, you know, fun and it's Broadway musical. But somehow it became like this true crime, ridiculous roundabout story. That is a great ad for Burnt and Andrew. Did it, <laughs> it's a kind of frame for you. Like after that musical ended that a bunch of Americans tried to take it and then messed it up so bad that no one will ever bring this to America. They, they messed again. it up so bad that there's people in jail from it. I, I mean, how do you even do that? Multiple people in jail for it, Andrew. Multiple, Multiple. people in jail because of this show. Okay. I'm, impre I'm impressed. That, yeah. It happens. And, you and, got you know, me. People think the life of a Broadway person is so Pollyanna. That's all singing your feelings. But sometimes it's about going to jail. 
And that's sure. the part I love. Every I'm, good Broadway story ends in a court case. We all know yes, this. Yes, of course. <laughs> he has said that in many, many episodes. And that has made me believe that Rebecca, that story, not Rebecca the musical, needs to be a Broadway musical. <laughs> well, I'm going to be the one who writes it. Because damn if I didn't spend a lot of time I've, enmeshed in these characters. It's, mm-hmm. it's a lot of twists and turns and a lot of really weird characters that you couldn't make up. You couldn't make up. But I hope people will listen to it. It is a good ride. Whether or not you're a musical person or if you're like an Andrew who's just dipping their toe in the Broadway pond. If you like, you know, creeps, you might like Bert. I will say I listened to all episodes. It was a wild ride. I loved it. Your narration throughout it was incredible. I really highly recommend it. But you know what, Blake? You spent all this time dedicated to Rebecca. You must really love this show a lot. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> it's a show that I've watched. Um, I should say that we watched, that all three of us watched a bootlegged version from the German musical version, Rebecca Das Musical. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's, it is always hard, but, you know, this is your jobs. It's not my job. But it is always hard to sort of uh, judge a musical watching a bootleg. But mm-hmm. it's an interesting, it's an interesting musical. I will. I, I understand that. But also we're strangely, I, I can't imagine an anti-bootleg thing, especially when you're across the world and this was 10 years ago. I, I don't oh, know how we could ever know. watch this show. There been no, I agree. There would have been no other way. And frankly, I don't know if I would have wanted to watch it another way. Like it just so campy and ridiculous that I don't know that I would want to have watched it another way than sitting in my house with a sleeve of Oreos, <laughs> my head in my hand, and just saying, oh, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> I, I, I did not expect to walk into this podcast on the, the Rebecca defense train, um, but I kind of liked it. How strongly can you defend it, though? It's I'm, not... <laughs> I mean, it does Andrew Lloyd Webber better than Andrew Lloyd Webber has for the last 10 years. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Y- y'all Ooh, y'all in is, podcast land is a cannot. spicy take right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, yeah. The, compared to School of Rock. Yeah. This is why I said before we started recording why I often agree with Andrew. <laughs> I don't blame anyone who often agrees with Andrew. The reason why I have him on this show is because I love his opinion so much. I'm interested now, Andrew. Will you do me the honor of describing me the plot of Rebecca, <laughs> please? Oh Lord, it it's kind of pretty simple, but it's all like wrapped up in itself in in like weird twists and and mysteries. But when you get down to it, not that much actually happens. Yeah, um, that's that's the biggest issue with this show is it kind of meanders. Yeah, so. There is um, the main character who uh, I'm not forgetting their name. They don't have a name. Their name um, is I. Their name is I. Or ich. 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 Uh, and I, she... I didn't do bring that over because that would just make Ben Brantley's time much easier. Ich. Ich. Right. And and ich is um, an employee for this mean woman who doesn't stick around very long. And, and they're staying at a hotel in France. I believe it's France. Um, Monte Carlo. Yeah. And yeah. Um, there's this rich gentleman who has recently uh, lost his wife, who is Rebecca. Um, and he is also at the hotel. And for really no real reason other than I guess he thinks she's pretty, he invites true her to the mountains. Love. Yeah, it's, it's true love. 
um, it, it love at first sight and then immediately asks her to marry him. And of course she says yes, because um, she loves him, I guess, a lot, you know, after like one hour. Um, <laughs> then they move back to his house where um, she is just constantly treated horribly by him by the one of the lead servants there who is like worships Rebecca Mrs. and like Danvers. Yeah, Mrs. Danvers, who like literally is she's like the voice of Rebecca in the show in a way. It, it, she is just overly creepy and weird and treats uh the lead like garbage the entire show. And, and then also as, the best part of the show. She is also the best part of the show, sadly. Um, <laughs> and then after, you know, assaulting uh, her several times, eventually um, her her husband um, finally admits that he he murdered Rebecca um, because she smiled at him too meanly. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. I mean, Rebecca, admittedly, Rebecca was like cheating on him and a bunch of stuff, although I don't know if you can really say murder was justified there. Uh, Wait, at all you need you forgot to say who she was cheating on oh i mean with. yeah of course it's it's her cousin now this is a man that knows how to marry his cousin she likes to fuck her cousin uh she <laughs> loves her. she's just like rudy giuliani we can't blame her and then she also when she after she died the cousin keeps coming to the house to steal money uh because he is just a, a fine gentleman uh who and she obviously had very good taste um so then she gets murdered um, by uh, the Max. husband, Maxim, Maxim, who I, I think I haven't said his name yet. Maxim, who is the husband. Uh, and the entire second half is about Maxim getting away with murder and the lead helping him do so. Uh, and then the house burns down and everyone everyone lives happily ever after. The, the house burning <laughs> down is really fucking cool, though. <laughs> it, it does look very like the it visuals in the show are better than the show deserves. Anything I've seen on Broadway. Like, <laughs> literally, that's... I brought this up before this... in a lot of our um, other European shows. They do it visuals better than we ever have. <laughs> I was going to say, isn't this... We've seen another German show, which was uh, Hunchback? Yeah, the Hunchback Which also Austrian looks really good. Looks better also than look... anything. Yeah. Well, you guys. Okay. I know I'm talking to a bunch of dudes here. You know, they set the stage on fire. So, like, whoop, it's fire, sweet. Fire, which is very sweet and great. And that's what made it very expensive. However, yes. I should say it was a $14 million musical, which in those days was kind of like, a, you know, this was 10 years ago, which was kind of, you know, a lot of money, which nowadays is kind of standard, but it was a lot of money. But that show in germany was so cheap looking except for the fact that they set the stage on fire at the end that was the cool part they set the stage on fire it was pretty cool but that then staircase in general uh, there was like one prop and like everything else was a scrim but it was like one prop the entire musical sorry it just wasn't yeah how much more money do you think on fire. I got they would have had to spend to give the lead a a, a name <laughs> How much does the name go for nowadays? <laughs> Our main character. Uh, oh, mm. <laughs> don't have the budget for that one. <laughs> um, it's priceless. Jo 
jokes aside, um, I know you've got a deep, deep history with this, Blake. I know you you're gonna have a lot of thoughts here. So you don't like this show. You you don't like what it says. You don't like a lot of it, I imagine. No, well, I'll, let me say this: Michael Kunza and Sylvester Levay, who wrote the musical, are are the Andrew Lloyd Webbers of their town in Europe. Mm-hmm. They wrote very successful musicals. Rebecca is one of them. I mean, it's one of the most um, toured show in Asia. It played forever in Germany. I mean, it was a hit. Michael Kunze also brought Dance of the Vampires here, mm-hmm. which was a humongous mess. Yeah. And I couldn't imagine sitting in that theater as Ben Sprecher, the lead producer, did and watched it and become so enamored with it. It's basically a ripoff of ripoff of Phantom. I mean, everything about it, they have a Mrs. Van Hopper, who's basically Carlotta, right? She's the funny, sort of overweight, fancy, rich woman. Who only is there for like two minutes, though. She's there, right? So she's the Carlotta. (laughs) Then they have the brother and the sister who are sort of funny. That's like the two opera owners. They have a masquerade ball. Yeah, I was going to say that. (laughs) That's Phantom. They have the... The 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 um the little trinket that was Rebecca's remember like the she has a little trinket at her desk that was Rebecca's and don't talk to Rebecca's <laughs> trinket that's like the music twice. box it's random <laughs> it's the music box I mean so it's it is I can't imagine watching it and thinking other than this is a poor man's phantom of the opera and again the music is I agree with you Andrew the music is quite beautiful it's great mm-hmm. but just the the production itself i couldn't imagine saying to myself at that moment point in time after having a production of phantom of the opera running for 20 years making billions of dollars and thinking you know what i think i think this show which uh has <laughs> it speaks so poorly of women that she doesn't even have a name She's called like a little fool. She's a, it's so like caught in its time. I think that should be the show that I obsess about so much that I lose everything over. I'm going to counter you um, with respect. I agree with everything you're saying with <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, I was going to say this is a wild one. That is the is poor it? man's phantom done in America. <laughs> and that, it made yes. a lot of money. Agree. Well, that's uh, uh, fine. But that also had David Hasselhoff. It had like, remember they brought in the can't guy replace from, Hasselhoff. You can't Hasselhoff. <laughs> but one thing, I mean, it didn't start with it, David Hasselhoff. It just had that, Robert Cuccioli and all that at first. But that, yes, I agree. It I wasn't good until Hasselhoff touched it. You're right. Was, that music, that musical did a great job of, of making a shit ton of money. Yes. <laughs> Which is why I can understand. All right. That was fan- Diet Phantom. If we do our own version of Diet Phantom with a little more oomph, sure, to it. Euro, so Euro Poppy, Euro Poppy, and the and the, the the story can be interesting if you like, you know, gothic tales of ghosts and stuff like that. So I'm not and the. I mean, I am a fan of the Hitchcock film. Yeah. Um, because how could you not be? It's Hitchcock. But to me, it just was a little cheesy as we're talking to musicals. To me, yes. it had a, a bit of a Elvita on it. <laughs> and that's, I agree with that. But also this has about 20 more songs than Phantom does. So, I mean, Phantom's got five songs and then they repeat like 20 times. Well, 20 more say, songs that all sound the same. Does it really? The Rebecca song that Miss Mander, that Miss Ma- uh, Manderley, Miss Danvers sings this song, Rebecca, which is yes. a, an earworm of a song. Oh, yes. I'm into it. But man, do, the, do they have 
like 12 yeah. reprises of that song. She sings no other song except that. Oh, over. Rubber, it's like the but only it's one lot. you can remember at the end of it, too. You're right. You're, you are Is completely that the name right. Of your musical? Because I didn't realize that that was the name of your musical. It was Rebecca. But I'm thinking of like the tour. So it's like, come and do it. I can see it. Come into Broadway. Come like, I'm going to go see this. And they're like, oh, do you remember any of the songs? I was one that was like, Rebecca. <laughs> like the Midwest mom. That's like, I remember that. I remember it. <laughs> oh. Well, I, but I do have to say that version. So, so what happens, what was supposed to happen was Christopher Hampton, mm-hmm. who wrote um, the, the, the less dangerous, the ruse. What's that? Le, de, de, le, 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 yeah. Yes. And he um, recently wrote The Father, won an Oscar for it. Like he he's humongous. He was supposed to come and doctor the whole thing with Michael mm-hmm. Kunza. So they were it was it was to transition from this very European Euro poppy type musical into um something that was perhaps more palatable for the Broadway stage. Um, so again, we were watching the German Das musical version, which yeah. is different. Um, it is different. And I even just the casting choices, like Sierra Boggess is a great comic actress. I hope they would have leaned more into that. Given her more of a look to the audience, like, can you imagine that? Can you believe the situation I'm in? Because it is a wacky situation. And if you made I or ick a little more aware of what a crazy situation she's in it would kind of add to her character she's, rather she's than like so naive through the entire thing yeah. it's like painful could have given and she has a beautiful beautiful voice the yeah. the singers in this are amazing so if anybody has the the wherewithal or the want to go and get the actual album I would um, suggest that because it is, or you can find some of the songs on YouTube because they felt the hell out of the score. Um, Beautiful voices. And I would have loved to have heard Sierra Bagas on some of these songs. Agree. But yes, she does come in as a little church mouse, whatever her name is. She comes in as a church mouse and is in a church mouse the entire time. She's literally a quote paid companion. That is her job (laughs) to an old lady, which I guess in the forties was like a thing where you paid young ladies like, to what, come. 90 pounds a year or something is right. what they say. exactly to make 90 pounds a year and beer and accompany you places so there was lots of dated material here yeah. but yes that was her that was her job and then she comes in and, and like andrew said she falls in love immediately um for no reason at all with <laughs> the star max their first date is like they go to a mountain and he has like an anxiety attack and then (laughs) they go home (laughs) man i've had i've had worse first dates you know i was gonna say i i didn't get married till i was 37 kids so i had a lot of bad first dates with bad anxiety attacks in them but that's a whole other podcast what do you mean? Did you, did you get married the next day on those dates, though? I did not get married the next day. I did not. I waited a whole week, Andrew. I'm a modern week. lady. My husband remembered. My husband actually gave me a name. <laughs> and it wasn't just his last name. Exactly. This, this is Mrs. Mrs. Delintas. I mean, it was... I, 
it was a highly entertaining way to watch a musical, I do have to say. So thank you for giving me the opportunity. Because honestly, when I was researching this, I didn't watch the whole musical. I had, kind of, I had seen parts of it. I saw commercials for it. I had seen clips of it on YouTube. But saw I saw the didn't, banner in Times Square. It, I, I know the whole story around it, but I hadn't watched the entire musical because I didn't really want to. I didn't really want to have any feelings about it either way. Mm-hmm. Um, in investigating it, I kind of just wanted to tell the story and it really wasn't about the musical so much as much as about the crazy shit that happened bringing the musical to to Broadway or trying to at least. Um, so this gave me a chance to watch it. And gosh, oh, it was a lot of musical. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. It is a lot of musical with a lot of weird dated gender politics. Why is this one of the most performed shows in Europe and across the world? What what drives people to see it that aren't Americans? It's the Jekyll and Hyde effect, I think. Didn't that get really popular, too? Yeah, it's the Frank Wildhorn effect. He's big in Korea. Just like you just give him a bunch of ballads and then people are like, all right, this is what musicals are. Lots of singing, <laughs> a lot of ballads. I honestly, that's what I, I mean, it just goes back to what I was saying. I can't imagine sitting in that theater and thinking this would be palatable for for New York audiences or for Broadway audiences. It just, um, I think also the fact that it was so phantom adjacent to me was like, oof. And I also, I probably, again, which is the reason why I didn't watch it earlier. I had, so Ben Sprecher, this was supposed to be his Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. The, this, that was his goal. Andrew Lloyd Webber came to the readings because he and Sierra Boggess had been working together so this was all about, I mean, Andrew Lloyd Webber was mentioned in this man's pitch deck more than the woman that was starring. Ugh, I, more than her, Andrew Lloyd Webber was in his pitch deck documents to investors. So he was so obsessed with Andrew Lloyd Webber and Phantom and having that be his big ticket. Um, that, But I just I can't imagine watching it and thinking, this is better than the Phantom of the Opera. I'll bring this. I don't think he wanted better. He just wanted money. <laughs> He's like, this is close. People will see this also, maybe. The masquerade masquerade and her coming down the stairs, which is literally like one of the most iconic musical moments. When she came down the stairs, I was like, my goodness, this Mm -hmm. is too much. Okay, top five Broadway are musical theater staircases. Number one. Rebecca, Rebecca, with the best musical staircase. Um, I'd say number two, um, Dolly, when she comes down the stairs. Right, exactly. That's a good one. Yes. Um, three, Masquerade. Um, four, I'm pretty sure Quasimodo had to walk down a stairway in the Loya Playhouse version. I like when they back. have like the rolling staircases and they push them around on them. And yeah, that was going to be my fifth one. Yes. You're in town where they're pushing around the staircases you're in town. town. That's your top five <laughs> theater staircases. Hamilton has good staircases in it. That they pass, that they yeah, you're right. Move you're around, right. but you know what? That, that, but that it's not a grand staircase. We, I don't and, think and Hamilton know, needs thing, more awards. No, it doesn't need <laughs> forget about Hamilton. But I will. But more I did think, like, wow, this the grandeur of this palatial mansion was like. I mean, like Beauty and the Beast. If you remember some of the sets, and I, again, we're not watching the Broadway version. I would have actually loved to have seen what they did on Broadway and mm-hmm. how they brought it here. Because Phantom of the Opera was made for $8 million in 1988. That would have been like $20 million. It's one of the most opulent musicals ever to have graced the Broadway stage. I mean, like you mm-hmm. can everywhere you go was the flickering lights and the smoke and just drapery and gold and it's gothic. 
this was like again it had a staircase sure <laughs> it was and a really cool fire. staircase i mean there was an <laughs> other staircase with the boathouse that was pretty cool too yeah there's a lot of stairs there was a lot of they had stairs. the elevator the little elevator for the hotel that was pretty the, then they could close the doors Really fancy you're stuff. Giving, like, I mean, is, she, is this what we're bringing? Is this what we're reducing musicals to now? Like their their transportation. Remember when the house burned down? Remember when, when they burned it down? One floor to another. Give oh. it a Tony. It's a lot. This is a weird thing to appreciate. I usually hate projections, but I like the way they use projections in this this musical. Um, it wasn't just like, here's the background like they did in the Les Mis revival. And it's just like that. That's our background. It's like in between cutting off or a continuation of the set. I thought that was a cool use of projections. But I agree with you. And again, this was 10 years ago, right? So yeah. this was a long time ago. It probably if it would have been in t- today's iteration, probably would have been a little bit cooler with all the with the spectacle of that. So I agree yeah. with you on that. Oh, I did write one other thing where I was like, are they serious? <laughs> There's literally a song that she sings about being the woman in white. Oh, which is no. an Andrew Lloyd Webber right. musical. You're right. There's just oh, a no. lot of, yeah. <laughs> I will I say, I prefer Miss no Dampers to Madame Giri. I, I really wanted there to be a ghost the whole first half, and they never did that's it. That's too. That's too close. To family opera can't can't make it be a real. There's ghost. no ghost in Fan of the Opera. Like he's we could have had a real. He's a fake yeah. ghost, though. I want a real ghost. I w- I wanted Rebecca to come back and like you want, actually like, Casper to come back and be like, ha ha, and still. I wanted them to be the reveal that like like <gasps> like uh Miss Miss Danvers or whatever was actually communicating with the dead. Rebecca was still in the house, literally. Your pitch you is know? better than the musical. Andrew. And then, and then the actual reveal is just like the guy's a dick and gets away with murder. <laughs> a man murders his wife and gets away with it. The musical. <laughs> oh, no, we just watched Annette, which is what we're covering next week, and it has the same plot. There's well, a lot he- of misogyny here. Yeah, I would like that actually. Yeah, just no, that would probably still be misogynistic because they just do. But that would have been a good end. I mean, da- me, da- me telling Daphne du Maurier what to do. But like, <laughs> if she, if he actually was this like horrible, you know, remember that Jennifer Lopez movie where like the husband ends up being like a total creeper and he's like goes after her and then she kills him at the end. Just remember saying, if anybody wants to do that musical, yeah, exactly. If anybody wants what if, what to do Gone, actually... Gone, Gone Girl the musical, call me. I'd be into it. What if what if she just goes and she kills him, she kills the cousin, she kills Miss Danvers, she just murders everybody in Act 2. Like, everyone dies. A ghost does murders? I'd be into it. No, 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 the main character oh. does. Oh, Ick? Yeah. <laughs> We also, we would maybe give her a name. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> like, we're not even sure about that in our revision. You know does, it'd I be like, like Kill like, Bill, I, right? Does Kill Bill? She doesn't have a name in Kill Bill, right? It's the bride. But yeah. what were we saying, Blake? No, I was going to say the, sh- the, the ship sinking song. <laughs> yeah. You know, like when they're in the ocean and the ship is sinking and they're like, the ship is sinking. I like that song. <laughs> I liked that scene i like we'll go into the songs a I'm little bit later. things i like so, because i hate to be a hater i didn't want to come on hater. Musical, that's what we do I didn't here want my time on musicals with cheese to be drinking the hater full of spewing the haterade um, <laughs> say this like this is your only time coming here i didn't i didn't want that for myself but listen life takes you places man mm. 
there's going to be a bunch of angry Europeans. <laughs> this, exactly. How dare you talk about Rebecca's that way? <laughs> that is a national treasure. Oh, now no. they're really going to be mad. <laughs> <laughs> we cut our European audience just in half right there. Well, I mean, speaking of what audiences think, I mean, I think yes. we have to. It's time to compare our opinions to those of the theater critics when this came out. It's time for Brie Views. Without Brie, we miss you, Brie. Please come back. We're, we're a mess without you sometimes. It's time for previews. It's time for previews. So Variety took a look at the original 2006 Vienna production, and they wrote a glowing review, like an absolutely glowing review, which is interesting, mostly because like I don't quite know how Variety is in other places that aren't America, but I, I just don't imagine them loving this as much as they did. Like when it, it rang wrong to my ears. I'm not a journalist or anything, but it feels like uh, Variety, really? You, Do you, you know who so wrote much? it? It just was it was credited to the Variety staff. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I know. I, I have no That's idea because I tried to look for it. Okay. Huh. Um, and it just is basically like um, Kunz's deft lyrics take us on a deep into the psyches of the never named heroine, simply called I, Moody, Mercurial, Maxim de Winter, obsessive Miss Danvers, and even the late Rebecca herself. LeVay knows how to write tunes that jam in your head. He delivers the goods with Miss Danvers haunting Rebecca. And the anthem, the power of a woman in love. Um, yeah, that's that's basically the tone of the rest of it. But let me see if I can get into the performances a bit. Ewa Kroger has a, built a substantial career on his pretty boy looks. His singing while in passion is merely adequate. But he rises to the challenge of confessing his hatred for Rebecca and no smile was ever as cold. Mrs. Danvers gets the best music. And in Susan, Rigvava Dumas has found a perfect interpreter. With a rich mezzo-soprano as her weapon, she embodies evil born of passion and jealousy in a multi-layered turn. <laughs> <laughs> they were into the show. They, they really were, which I don't know why it surprised me so much. Um, but it was like, wow, glowing except for Ewa Kroger? <laughs> Poor Ela. But listen... Michael Kunza and Sylvester LeVay are A-OK. Those guys make a shit ton of money. Yes, So who gives a crap if they come to Broadway? (laughs) I I did not enjoy Dance of Vampires, I'll tell you that. Yeah. When do I get to see Who cares? You're famous. It all comes back to David Hasselhoff. You're going to be David Hasselhoff and be Eurostar and make all your money in Euros. Why not? Euros are almost real money. It's pretty close. (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather make euros than making the U.S. dollar at this point. You make great points, both of you. Um, (laughs) Currency burn! (laughs) I like how you guys just made horrendous statements. I'm like, great points, everybody. (laughs) Really good points all around. Um, But I don't... You've you've worked for Playbill. You've probably had to write a lot of critiques of things. Like, what do you go into when you see a show... And you have to report on it. Well, Playbill famously does not do right because Playbill is the Switzerland of <laughs> of the Broadway. So you're no you Ben Brantley. I'm no Ben. I'm certainly no Ben Brantley. But I do have the thing I love so much about the theater is going to the theater, either loving it. Sometimes when you hate watch it, it's even better than when you mm-hmm. than when you love watch it. There's a, I mean, I do remember watching that revival of um, Jekyll and Hyde with Constantine and Deborah. What's her name? Deborah, Deborah Cox. Cox. Yeah. And that was a hate watch for the days. I mean, <laughs> she sang the shit out of that show. She is a voice like no other. But 
that was a great funny hate watch that'll be our next musical with cheese because that was a lot of show oh my god i i saw that when it did its pre-broadway tour and my god constantine maroulis he was not ready for that tour and apparently he's a he's a real bad guy in real life so like all those oh my, i didn't know that but he was super dramatic he like, like, <laughs> like threw his pregnant wife down a set of stairs oh my what? wait what yeah and on then, purpose no one does it on accident um but yeah that was a unless rough. you're max de winters yes oh. max de winters um is this proven that was something that there is still like litigation over um that might be an allegedly but maybe you're i don't know what i, I remember it was something that, that came I, out that after was, all that that was one of my favorite nights in the theater just watching that watching deborah cox sing her ass off but watching that production yes. which was full of cheese and it was about a half hour too long too like and every version of jackal and Claw. hide um i will say anytime i see rent i don't even watch the show anymore i watch the audience and see how long they make it i rent? i know yes are you gonna go on an anti-rent tyrant like first times you break already. down constantine marulis and now you take on rent this is rent? the hell you're dying i gotta on? be on his side this this time <laughs> rent is <What>? uh no <laughs> Guys, the last three have... times I've seen Rent live, um, everyone in my area has left before or at intermission. See, that's where I think the generational thing that I was talking about before we came on may mm-hmm. play into it. Because I am the gener—I believe I'm the generation before you guys, and Rent was our—you know—Rent mm-hmm. was everything to us. So even like Rent on Fox, which was like ridiculous, that live Rent. Oof, but even that. I mean, it's rent. I think that was an improvement. <laughs> I can't believe you hate rent. Really? Rent? Rent Ooh. is unfinished work. It could have been great. That's how I see it. I'm excited wow. for Tick, Tick, Boom. I'm, I got, I'm hopeful that that will be a great movie. They did it. That City Center version was wonderful. And if my money's on any, anything, it's Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a safe bet at this point. I was going to say, you know... <laughs> Yeah, we're kind of famous for our hate of Rent. Um, We were a little too harsh on it because it was like our second episode. Um, We've since come back and had an actual critique of it. So wait, did you guys get so much hate? We didn't get as much as you would think, but we did get a good amount. We got a lot of people like, yeah, I agree with you. And then the the millennials would come in like, you had to be there at the time. You you idiot. You just don't (laughs) get it. You don't get us. Okay. Doesn't, it doesn't feel edgy enough to me. Like, I feel like we've gotten so much further than this culturally that it just feels like a stale critique of an old culture. <laughs> On that note, how about exactly. we sell out to, you know, the, the, the capitalism and we go into a mid-show announcement. Enjoy these <laughs> ads, you guys. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt you in the middle of the show, but we've got a sh 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 at you! Ooh, now he can speak. Yeah, today's <laughs> show is brought to you by the extremely kind donations by our donors over at Patreon. Andrew, tell us about Patreon. What have we got there? Oh boy, Patreon, we got all sorts of stuff. We got extra content. We got uh, full, full-length full like commentary tracks that go over like certain movies, and, and we have episodes about tv shows that are coming out I, we got all sorts of stuff over there you can also get the uh, video uh, of us right now if you yes. if you have a you can see blake's beautiful face Me. right now <laughs> oh my god she's doing cartwheel oh she's on the ceiling how to get oh my. down you can't prove that she's, she's not naked? doing this what? <laughs> blake get get your clothes back on um, you know what she may Is be naked but I- for your only fans <laughs> Not we call it only cheese here, though. Only <laughs> cheese. You guys have a big uh, old mom crowd. That's my kind of my kind of only fans. Sign me up oh, for that. Yeah. I can see just on the tip of your lips, though, Blake. I can see you just want to say jo- join their Patreon. You want to tell people to s- that you need to join our Patreon. I can see you want to say it. Join their Patreon, you guys. I gotta because... say it. I gotta do it. <laughs> How could you look at these two fellas? The gorgeousness. How could well, you not the, want to the be viewing see this? Us. Exactly. How could you not want to be seeing this on on video for yourself? In fact, all three of us are naked now. It has become <laughs> OnlyFans. <laughs> Join our OnlyFans. <laughs> Join our OnlyFans. Just who are who are our current fans? Our current OnlyFans participants are Melissa Goldman, Terry Needleman. That's your mother. Sean Donna, <laughs> Danielle Rennix, Jessica Stampede, Ewan Cassidy, Taskier, Fire September, Monica Thoreau, Mina Maniri, Brent Black, Haley Murray, Nathaniel Stacey Coombe, Joseph Evans Green, Carrie Ahern, Mary Lou Show, Ket John Vanaus, Heck You, I Go by Elijah Now, Russ Walker, Musical Hell, Emily Gracie, Tubble Am, Kyle Summers, Jen AC, Scoot, and the Technicolor Dreamcoat, Felice A, Liz Lynn, Allison Stuller, Nothing is Certain Except Beth and Taxes. John Vanaus, Thesbian, Ren Cullen, Wayne Lewings, Jacob Stroop, Rafael Martinez Salas, Robert Benjamin, Rachel T, Jessica T, Genevieve Hartnett, Cass, Mitchell Young, Chai Teacup, Katie McDonough, Timothy Keys, T- Jeffrey Machado, Jacques, Toon Vanessen, R. Elliot, Chris Marcote, Katie Turberg, Mimu, Kiji Marie Anastasio, Layla, RJ Norija, Sebastian Canino, Cinemageddon Reviews, Avon Regan, Super Antelope, Super Antelope, Lizzie Keynes, <laughs> and Charlie B. We had some new ones I had Charlie to learn. Brown, baby. Um, <laughs> that's some money! <laughs> <laughs> they give us a little financial support that helps us keep the lights on here at Musicals with Cheese. If you'd like to join them in supporting us and get all those fun perks that Andrew listed and some more, come join us over there. How are we ready to get back to the show? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And the moon shines bright. And the lilacs I dreamt of Mandalay, the opening number, which is also the very famous opening lines of the book. Yes. Um, effective. It's effective in the same way that the opening to Phantom is effective. It made me think there was going to be a ghost. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Again with this, the ghost. This, it, I mean, there's like the shadowy figures in the background and then one of them walks up to her. I thought it was. I thought there was going to be a ghost. <laughs> It's, I think it's good, though. I mean, the song is pretty effective, and it's one of the like, better dramatic songs early on in the show, because then we cut into these like goofy songs with Mrs. Van Hopper and all that. But <laughs> it, Yes. Mm. I liked it. I liked that opening. So it was a nice opening of musical. Yes, and it's iconic That's in the same way that it represents the uh, iconography of the book and the movies, and it takes the one thing that basically everyone knows about Rebecca, which is those opening lines. It's like the call me Ishmael of um, from Moby Dick, yeah. like takes all of those and makes them work. Um, there, it's really hard to translate prose into lyrics, um, which is why you gotta appreciate the lyrics. Lyricists that are really able to do it, like the Dave Malloy's and the Paul Gordon of the world. Um, so I appreciate it on that level. It is. It feels like it's writing me a check it doesn't pay. You know. <laughs> In what way? Like, yeah, it makes it seem like the story is much more epic than it really is when really yes. it's more of a gossipy kind of story. Well, again, I don't know if this is a generational thing or what, but Rebecca was not like the, you know, was certainly not no. like our Mo a Moby Dick. It was, an, I, I think perhaps Ben Sprecher maybe over um, emphasized how much of a, classic Rebecca was yes yeah. sure you know like it was but uh, that everybody would always know Rebecca and oh last night I dreamt I was at Manderley again and everybody knows I mean it was Alfred Hitchcock's first movie sure but I think maybe there was perhaps a little bit of wishful thinking on how much this piece of 
literature meant to the American heart and soul. Am I wrong? I mean, I didn't read Rebecca when I was in school. I don't, I don't no. think my parents did. And they, no. you know, my, and they were probably the, the ticket, the ticket audience that they were going for, you know, like older women. And that's like primarily the people who buy tickets on Broadway. But like, I don't think that they were like, that's such a beloved novel. Am I wrong? Uh, no. no, but neither was Phantom. <laughs> Phantom was a pulp detective story. That sure. was no, I'm not good. saying your your source material necessarily needs to right. be like a, a thing, but this was like you know everybody knows Rebecca, the tale of Rebecca, and everyone's seen that movie and everybody's watched that, read that book, and I don't know that that's necessarily true. I mean, at, at, in Phantom, they don't do an opening number that is the opening. You're right. Of the in book. fact, they basically <laughs> right. throw the book away with Phantom. <laughs> they they light it on fire and throw it in the garbage and then make their own thing. On the, no, they throw it onto the staircase that's already on fire. And then, oh, right, right, right. <laughs> um, I, it's not even. I agree with you completely. It's not even like Hitchcock's most famous adaptation of a, of a De Maurier book. Right. Yes, exactly, exactly. Do the Birds the musical or Birdemic the musical? One of those two. We definitely need to get more birds on Broadway. We can't do Birdemic right now. It's, it's too too political. <laughs> <laughs> um let's go on to the, another song oh gosh there's so many songs in the, fir- the first act and it's like it's, they kind of wash I, over you like in a sea of ballads um are you happy i do kind of want to talk about because it's both are you happy are you angry because that's another section that i know for a fact is translated right from the book Bist du glücklich? Kannst du mich immer noch ertragen? Ich bin schwierig, es lebt sich nicht sehr leicht mit mir. Das ist Unsinn, schau, was dir meine Augen sagen. Ich lieb dich, Maxim, ich möchte niemals fort von dir. Bist du glücklich? Ich habe noch so viel zu lernen. Manchmal denke ich, dass ich dich dauernd nur Du hast bestimmt oft Langeweile. Überhaupt nicht. Wahrscheinlich fehlt dir vieles hier. Ich habe doch alles, was ich brauche. I remember I or Ick was just like, are you happy? And he's like, I don't think, uh, what's happy? Who cares? <laughs> like, that's not what you want to hear from your husband. And I want to talk about how, at least in the Vienna production, they really softened up Max. I know that Andrew's like, he's basically abusive. He was so much worse in the books. He was so much worse in most movie adaptations. <laughs> how, even the movie, yeah. How bad can he get? Like he's like he like physically like puts his hands on her and like shakes her and like pushes her down like whenever she questions him on anything. It's a lot like, of gaslighting and distance emotionally. I mean, he is a murderer, so I mean, I guess that to be expected. Maybe but most just- of the characters, I think, even like the Danvers character, while the woman who played her here has again a beautiful voice. And the fact that they give her this song to sing over and over and over again got a little tiring, but she does have a gorgeous voice. But like Danvers in that movie, Judith Anderson is like the creepiest of creepers, like really crazy, creepy. And she was, you know, she was I just wish they would have gone like if they're going to go overly over the top, which what this musical was, I wish they would have just gone there and made her like so creepy. 
They needed to take a lesson out of Stephen Sondheim's book and embrace the Fosca of it all. Like, don't yes. worry if she's likable or if you love having yes. her on stage. You got to. Yes. That's a great, great comparison. Like Fosca, I mean, like you can't get over the creep and the mole and the creepiness of her. And Danvers, you know, like, she, again, she had a great ballad, but like, I wish that she was like more Judith Anderson where she was like in that movie. She's again, for all your wonderful Patreon watchers, like when she's like, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are like, missing out so on great physical creepy. comedy. Great. Oh, I could they, watch they that just, for days. Didn't they just, they kind of like make her hair black and like with a white stripe or something like that. Yeah, and but Andrew, like, she lets it out when she gets a little unhinged a little bit. Oh, yeah. She could have been way creepier. Yes. Um, and also, uh, in in that Hitchcock film, they really kind of leaned into her maybe having a romantic feeling for Rebecca. And it feels like they were trying very hard not to imply that as much here. They wanted to make sure you knew that Rebecca just loved her cousin. <laughs> yes, exactly. It was... <laughs> They wanted to it was, make really it wasn't gay. Just, just the wanted the cousin. Of a cousin, the baby with the cousin, <laughs> sleeping with a cousin. That was the lean. The choice. It was an artistic choice. Now, this is a man that knows how to marry his cousin. I mean, it's not that uncommon. Rudy Giuliani's married to his cousin and all that. I, is that a good example? I'm not. Say, <laughs> is this like? A, is that Rudy. a positive? Yeah, good old. It's not, but once again, like Rebecca, Rudy. Rebecca really is the Rudy Giuliani of this story. You know, just I'm make everyone's that, life worse. Put that in the ads for Burns. <laughs> Please if, do. It's like Rudy Giuliani. If Rudy Giuliani <laughs> smiled at you real, fire. real nice, you would want to push him down the stairs. Oh yes. Oh god. <laughs> okay, I finally can. I, I understand Maxim's ability. If I'm just imagining Rebecca as Rudy Giuliani and he just smiling at. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah, you're dead. Wait, there's another song. Can I? Can we talk about one other song that of course, I yeah. really enjoyed? But I wish it would have went a little further. It was like the Van Hopper American Woman song, which was obviously yes. funny for German people watching this, like you know, ha ha ha, silly American rich goofy woman. Dan Zinzi, I'm an American woman. Ich weiß, was ich will und will es gleich. I appreciated that song. They could have I, gone so far. Could have been like, remember in Aida when she's the closets open yes. and she's my strongest suit and she's dancing with the dresses. Like, I feel like it could have been that kind of moment. Like how crazy American one lady. Ha ha ha. <laughs> husband, hilarious. It, it could have been like the scene from Pacific Overtures where they do like the Uncle Sam cakewalk kind of style. Totally. Um, I love that song. I also have discovered a new like thing that I love to hear. It's Germans speaking German with an American accent. It just is something that's like, 
My brain cannot compute what I am hearing. I mean, you have to think about it. We we have all the like other accents that in our movies, like Russian accents and stuff like that. You know, I'm sure that they have the same thing for us. It's great. Russians watching like. Yeah, like Russians have like American characters who are speaking Russian, but in an American accent. In Soviet (laughs) Russia, that kind of crap. (laughs) Um, I do love that scene our version of it. Um, that scene is a, a last like one, time when you that, need it. Yes, that was a, a nice little moment. And again, if we're going to place, you have to, that, the masquerade ball to me, really, I was the masquerade ball, the Andrew Lloyd Webber fake masquerade ball um, did me. I will say they they didn't have the audacity of putting it at the start of act two, but I will give them that much credit. They it was did pretty not. Close. It was close. It was we, close. It, it is a weird. Okay. I talk about musical theater structure a lot in this show um, because I find it fascinating and how it's very different from film structure, which a lot of people have done analysis on. Mm-hmm. But usually the one that the song that opens act two should really have nothing to do with the plot. Whereas like the what did I miss or it was a real nice clam bake. Um, all those types where it's kind of like eh, everyone sit back down, relax. We're not going to start for a minute. Get, get in your seat, get your get your soda pop open. No one cares about this song. Here it's like plot's back. All right, we're back into it, guys. No, no, no breathing time. <laughs> Sit your ass down. Rebecca's at it. Maybe and you'll see Rebecca there. after all. It and was. They're very diligent. About yeah, they 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 respect theater. You know, they're like we're back in our seat like ten minutes before. They half, took half, their two poops before the musical started. That's true. <laughs> That's the European way. Um, I guess we really have to talk about the most important song in the show. So important that it's sung twenty-seven times. Rebecca. <laughs> Wait, there was other songs in this show? Yeah. <laughs> I love this but I song. Bet you, I bet you tonight when you lay your head down. I, I can't. I have on not your been able pillow, to stop. You will hear. Oh, oh she like, won't surrender. And and they've updated the lyrics more recently um, so that they are a little bit more direct. And strangely, Miss Danvers is the only one with a goal in the story. She's the only one with agency and a goal that she's trying to achieve here. So the that's cousin. what... Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
cousin does have a lot of agency. Yeah, too much if you ask me. But uh, Sanders, I would have loved. So Karen Mason was supposed to play her on Broadway. Before that, in the readings, Carolee Carmelo played her in the readings. Oh. oh. Women with like some boy says. So yes. to wrap your head around who you could those women taking on that belt would have been like astounding and also the character work that I'm sure they would have done. Um, but yeah, it's a good song. I think it's very catchy and they know it. I mean, that's why it's everywhere. <laughs> it was their memory. Sure. I, it, it's a marketable song. You could hear it once and it's in the head, your head for the rest of the week. I am never going to be able to get that song out of my head now, whether it's because they play it 27 times or because it's a good song. You tell me, but is there a difference is the real question. Uh, maybe that's the only reason why we all know music of the night is because they play it 500 times in Phantom of the Opera. Maybe. Or it's a good song. Her, when she sings it with, um, with I, when she like, I mean, those two in her belting, yes. it's fabulous. So that was definitely a good calling card. Yeah. I, I love this song. Like I have no critiques about this song. Like maybe if I heard it with English lyrics, I'd be like, Oh, that's a little crazy. Well, I will say there's a version on YouTube that people should find of all of the Mrs. Danvers singing it in like Korean and, and German and all the different, not English, of course, but all the different versions. And it's really cool to hear like how it's all in different languages. Cause again, like I, I'm, 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 I don't sit home and watch foreign musicals often can't say it's something i do so it is very interesting to see the different because it the, the 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 music is beautiful this musical it is Talking about the music in this, sometimes it's easier to digest like melodies and things like that when it's not in English because yes. you don't have to listen for the lyrics at all. Um, and we like we had like subtitles and we were trying to read along and everything. But the music itself, like you, there's no moment where you're like groaning at a lyric or anything like that because you can't understand anything. <laughs> so well, that is, and oftentimes when American shows are brought o- brought overseas people are listening to it with subtitles They're, They don't necessarily translate the entire show. Mm-hmm. They like, isn't that the, the way it is with movies too? Yeah. Well, I think English is such a common language, especially yeah. in, in Europe that it's not, it's not profitable for them to re- really do all the translations. Yeah. Right. So you're, we kind of were doing the reverse, I guess, like watching, I guess, appreciating what it's like to listen to a musical 
not in your native tongue, but listening to it and having it translated and, and janky translation, um, which is why it's so important. I guess those producers, you really should spend money on people who know on good translations for your musicals and worth the money. Yeah, yeah, that's an entire audience you're missing out on. Um, let's talk about the one song where, you know, a man isn't telling a woman to smile. Um, let's talk about <laughs> Never Was a Smile That Cold. Da stand sie auf, warf den Kopf zurück und sagte lächelnd. Was machst du, wenn ich ein Kind bekomme? Man wird denken, es wird deins. Auf jeden Fall ist es meins. Und einmal wird Mendele ihm gehören. Deine perfekte Gattin Max wird die perfekte Mutter sein. Und du spielst den Papa als der perfekte Where a man really does not want a woman to smile at him. You don't smile, they tell you to smile. You do smile, they kill you. (laughs) (laughs) And she dies, and she still has a smile on her face. Like, whoa. Uh, So I had to lock her in a boat and sink the boat. (laughs) What a way to go. And then, okay, okay. In every version of Rebecca, after hearing this, she's like, So you do love me? That's the only reaction she has. <laughs> you murdered her, but you love me? But you still love me. That means you love Rebecca and you love me? Oh my God. Well, again, oh. you know, Alfred Hitchcock was not the paragon of like women's oh. empowerment. So yeah, he's like, Well, you know, that means she's gone and. You're the new Mrs. DeWinter. Enough that you don't even really need a name, girl. Yeah, Mrs. DeWinter. I mean, she gets the song, just I am Mrs. DeWinter. So wait, in the am I in the move in the movie? Because it's been a while since I've seen the Hitchcock movie. Does she she also doesn't have a name or is she I? She's I um unnamed character, but also in that movie, he does not murder Rebecca. She ends up dying through hijinks. And then he doesn't tell anyone. Those silly women. That's also another thing. A lot in the movie is like, silly, silly lady, silly girl. Don't you know? Silly, silly, silly little girl. Yeah, they did. They just did a new version of Rebecca with Lily James um, about a couple months ago. And in that one, it is. Yeah, yeah, that piece Again, of shit. everybody surrounding this, it is a, it's, it's a cursed property. Everyone <laughs> surrounding this, um, this property is like creepy. Rebecca. It's why I did a podcast about it. Rebecca, she's everywhere. She won't surrender. Yeah, she won't. Um, she is invincible. Um, yeah, she's um, a ghost. She's a ghost. Um, I. I hate this song, but I also hate that I kind of like it. That's my biggest concern with this. Like, my thought is that the song is fine. Yeah. And it's like another like ballad in the sea of ballads. Oh, oh, the um, smile one. The smile yeah, the that cold. Yes. And especially when I can't even understand the lyrics. Like, if I just heard this song, I'd probably be like, eh, that's fine. But right. like, when you know what's being said, it's like, wow. So he's just confessing that he killed her. <laughs> I can imagine like Ramin Karamlu going to like sing this at a 54 below and being like, and now all the gods smile like gold. And they're like, wow, so beautiful. And then in context, like, oh no, oh my God. 
<laughs> Mike Hamley would have done the shit out of this musical. But that was the one point where I was like, all right, Max. Okay, cool. Because, you know, like, he is sort of like, you know, he's really hot, which is a plus for me. Um, but he didn't, you know, he's got moments. But, he, again, he wasn't as, like, crazy as the as Lawrence Olivier. No. Right? So, I mean, but then that one song, I was like, he brought it. Okay, we get it. You don't want your wife to smile at you. You better not. <laughs> <laughs> Not, um, not after, not I would after love- she fucked her cousin. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? My wife fucked her cousin and she's smiling at me too much. Gotta sink in a boat. Sorry. Them's the rules. Them's I don't have many rules, but that's my one. Do you think he lied? Do you think he just drowned her? <laughs> like, well, wait. Think about what it would take to die that way because they were like i'm saying like the hatch was open so but there were holes in it and there were the hatch was open so does that mean like how do you sink a boat that like remember the titanic took forever to sink like how long does it take a boat to sink enough for the woman to get i mean it was a lot they said they said the hatch was locked from like the inside and then there was holes drilled in from from the inside as well i thought i thought it meant like the the, it took on water like he opened the things that I think he drilled holes. He drilled holes and then he took her, put her down there, and then locked it. So why did he lock it if she's dead? Why did he lock it if she was dead? (laughs) I think I think his side of the story here might be a little bit, little bit like, oh, I just pushed her and I don't know, she died. We both reached for the gun. Yeah, we both reached for the gun. Yeah, it's like maybe you put her in the boat and then you sank the boat and she drowned. If this this musical has taught you anything, as long as you have the love of a man, that is what really matters. And if you're a man, as long as you have a ton of money, you won't go to prison. That also matters. And if you're white. Those are the two things. A lot of money, white. White, rich, and a man. That's all that matters. Never have to do anything. Army Hammer's still out free. (laughs) Oh, no. And I'm pretty sure he's eaten someone. On that note... Yeah, I was going to say... The, the one of the stars oh, of Rebecca was James Barber. So, oh god, oh that motherfucker! Hey, you can get away with a lot of shit. What did, what did this person do? Um, I'm not up. Um, we're gonna flashback. You're way. gonna listen to my podcast, and you're yeah, gonna Andrew. Andrew, okay. episode yeah, five, you'll find out. Episode five of the what is it? Burnt. Burnt. Yeah. Um, I've told you about him before. Um, kids, look it up. <laughs> He's the reason why we haven't covered Jane Eyre yet. All I right. want to. I love Crickets, that musical, anyone? but <sighs> I like Jane Eyre. I, I wish he wasn't in it. Give me a new cast recording so I don't have to listen to his fucking voice. I could say with almost certainty you probably won't get another cast recording. I was talking to Paul Gordon. He is apparently planning a streaming version of it along with like he did with Pride and Prejudice a few All right. years ago. I'm hoping. Just give me Maybe something without James, James Barber. Barber. I was going to say, hopefully James won't be reprising his role there. Coming back to the role, it's James Barber, the one who originated it. And I'm like, no, why would you do this? <laughs> on that note, what is our overall thoughts on Rebecca and our cheese rating? Ooh, Blake, are you aware of our cheese ratings? No, tell me more. Ooh, I'll, I'll just make Andrew go first, and I think that'll be enough of an example. Great, Andrew, you're on first. All right. Um, so overall thoughts. Uh, you know, it's a german language musical so i don't know if i can do anything commenting on like lyrical quality or anything the i mean if you're looking for a feminist piece you're you're not going to find it here um and 
if you like ballads, you're probably going to really like this one. Fans of uh, Frank Wildhorn uh, embrace this show. Um, personally, I found it a little bit boring. The first half I was like, eh, this is okay. And then it kind of just keeps going and the songs <laughs> don't really change. Um, and they play the same song over and over, even if it's good. I mean, it's, it gets to be a little bit much, um, but it does look very cool when they burn the place down at the end. So extra points for that. Um, I'm going to give it a, uh, you know, I looked up German cheeses and I'm realizing I can't pronounce any of these. Uh, here's one. Uh, Romader. Romader cheese from uh, Bavaria, Germany. OK, we'll, we'll go with that because it's a German thing. OK. <laughs> All right, Blake, you want to head up? Are you ready? It can be literally um, any cheese you can justify. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm going to. I again, this if I if I was Michael Clinton, Sylvester LeVay, sitting pretty on my hunk of cash from lots of musical success over in Europe and Asia. Um, I would give it like, like a, like a, like a Parmesan or a mozzarella, like, like a very big staple cheese. But for an American, I'm going to give it like, like, like a Costco version of Velveeta, like not even like the real slices, like a knockoff cheese. It wasn't for me. That's that's a good one but i uh i kind of like the show but mostly didn't like it like there's a part of me that's like i really like the song rebecca that staircase though the projections though like <clears throat> maybe it's just because i felt fancy because i was watching something in a different language and i was like falling under its spell it's like a little bit cultural distancing right there it, it feels more powerful because it's not in english <laughs> maybe um uh, i just i didn't mind watching it but i understand every critique you guys have said and agree 100 percent with every critique brought up here it is completely accurate so what i'm gonna give this is a very fine very nice uh cheese plate however that cheese plate was made in 2006 and has been sitting underneath the bed and then you pull it out and you know what? It was a cheese plate given to you at a specific hotel. This is called Magical Mandalay, and they give out cheese plates with your room. So it's a cheese plate from 2006 at Magical Mandalay. Good luck writing that one, Juliet. Is it, did you just make that long on purpose? Yes, I did. This guy. This guy. Rude. It's, it's hard <laughs> to find. A lot of cheese. Yes. That's a lot a, of cheese, man. Well, it was once really nice, but it's gone beyond that now. Sure. We're, you don't see that. cheese get better when it ages? What? Not if it's left under your bed. Which oh, is yeah, it's Andrew not good under my bed? Cheese, I, I gotta go get some cheese. Hang on. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing at night, but... <laughs> Blake, you were a wonderful guest. This was Thanks so much fun. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you for coming on. You've got a lot to promote, so promote it out for the world. Yes, please. Listen to... If, again, if you like creeps and you like twisty, turny turny th uh, tales and you like musicals come over and listen to burnt on the broadway yeah. podcast network if they're here they already like creeps i mean why else are they listening to us <laughs> touche touche <laughs> it is great i listened to all of it a long well not a long time ago a couple weeks ago um because alan sent me a little, bit of a little extra sneak peek so i got to see it before everyone else it is a very in-depth analysis very very thorough and well executed i was surprised at a lot of the interviews you got and uh a lot of the the tensions being held um it well it was tense but it wasn't if, if you didn't live through that time um it was such it's just such a bad shit crazy story so listen to it cannot recommend it more rebecca is so wacky and you know what? <laughs> 
I don't think it would have done well on Broadway. <laughs> I really don't. Maybe that's, that's just so me. sad. Like after all this, this guy was so obsessed with this musical, and after all this, I was like, I don't know that this would have played a day. But who's to say? Who's to yeah. say? Yeah, you know who's we'll definitely never know. <laughs> You know who's definitely not to say, though? Our wonderful patrons. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> We're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher at Musicals with Cheese. We're on Patreon at Musicals with Cheese. We're on Twitter at Cheesy Musicals. We're on Instagram, Musicals with Cheese. YouTube page, Musicals with Cheese. Patreon-only podcast is Patreon with Cheese. Email us at musicaltheaterlives at gmail.com. Our title card is created by the amazing Jolene Casco. Go send her some love at Jolene Casco. Our keeper of the cheese is Juliet Antonio. This show is produced by the incredible, the wonderful, I miss you so much. Please come back to the show, Brianna Jones. And in case you haven't noticed, we've had some brand new theme songs playing throughout. Um, they were all created by Robin Nash of IOU Music UK. Go send her some love there. Thank you to the Broadway Podcast Network for having us on the platform and for not kicking us off for talking so much shit about rent. <laughs> um, Blake, do you have socials you want to promote? Sure. Follow burnt broadway on instagram and you can find me and if you like uh cute little kids because that's mostly what i uh instagram my kid my daughter um follow me at blake ross ny wonderful blake thank you so much for joining us andrew blake is there anything else you want to say before we wrap this on up um, thank you for having me you guys this was a dream come true and even though you hate rent i'm still here for you you are welcome on this show anytime blake if there's a musical you're like oh i gotta really I got an itching to talk about this. Just just shoot us an email. We're an email away. You got it, guys. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys. We'll see you next time on Musicals with Cheese. Rob sing the song. <laughs> Rob Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.